0: When were the... What
1: schools... Are... Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop... What is this?
2: It's Curious City.
1: Where WBEZ answers your questions... About Chicago, the region, and its people.
0: Hello, I'm Jen Mason-Garb, Director of Interpretation and Research at the Chicago Architecture Foundation.
2: And I'm Jesse Dukes, Radio Producer at Curious City.
0: And we're answering a question about Chicago's future...
2: Uh, in 150 years, what does Chicago do with the Willis Tower? This is Bill Muscat, our questioner. He's an engineer and also just really into architecture.
1: Just curious because a lot of the skyscrapers that Chicago's known for uh, are just now coming to be 100, 120 years old. Uh, and a lot of them aren't still here. Even some of the iconic ones have been demolished and replaced.
2: Bill thinks it would be sad for Chicago to lose the Willis Tower. A lot of Chicagoans refuse to call it anything but the Sears Tower. It was the tallest in the world when it was built, and after 42 years, it's still the tallest in the city.
0: The Willis Tower in 2166. I love this question.
2: Me too. But what's your reason?
0: It's about why we have skyscrapers at all. The mix of design and economics. In city centers, the land's expensive, and when developers buy it, they've got to build tall buildings. And the taller they build, the more units they can rent, and then the more return they can get on their investment.
2: That's the key idea, and I like how this question lets us play that principle out over a long period of time, 150 years, because the economics change over time. So in my head, I have this time-lapse movie with the Willis Tower in the middle and the city changing all around it other buildings going down or coming up, and that's gotta change how we feel about the tower and whether it makes money. The fate of the Willis Tower is tied to the fate of Chicago. Will the city be bigger? Will it be more dense or less? Will there be a new downtown? Okay, but first, could the Willis Tower even last that long? Here's John Zills, one of the structural engineers at Skidmore, Owings & Merrill, the firm that designed the building.
1: As long as the building is maintained, the structure really should be good for however long we can project it would be good for. Thousands of years? Well, maybe. Basically, the structure is on the interior of the building. So it's, protected. it's heated, it's protected from moisture. Well, steel is good for ever.
0: So basically, it won't fall down unless we let it.
2: Which, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I see three logical possibilities. One the Willis Tower is demolished to put up another building. Two, the owners abandon the building and it sits unoccupied. And three, it's adapted to suit the needs of future Chicago, right?
0: Yeah, I think those possibilities are most likely. So let's hear from some experts who can help us imagine the way that Chicago would have to change or not change to bring about those three scenarios.
2: Okay, this is the fun part. We get to imagine three alternate futures. It's like a dystopian sci-fi movie.
0: Okay, hopefully it's more like a utopian movie. Here's scenario one. Demolition. It's the year 2166. Friends are in town, and you visit Chicago's tallest building observatory. You look down, and you spot this small, black, steel building. It's being demolished. Your Chicago Architecture Foundation docent guide says, You see
1: that building down there? That was once the tallest building in Chicago, and actually the tallest building in the world for decades. That's the Willis
2: Tower.
0: Whoa. That's the scenario you'd need for the building to be demolished. A tiny Willis Tower surrounded by buildings almost double in height.
2: Well, you know, I've been in the Willis Tower and looked down at the Board of Trade building, and I had that same experience. The Board of Trade building with its gleaming statue up top was the tallest in Chicago from 1930 to 1965. It was the definition of verticality. But from up in the Willis Tower, it looks tiny. But why would the Willis Tower be torn down in our scenario?
0: Well, if Chicago's grown in population and the Willis is dwarfed by taller buildings— Think of, like, the gigantic Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Then the land under the Willis Tower gets really valuable. And if they tear down the tower, they could build something even bigger and more lucrative.
1: That's an interesting notion, that, you know, an an image of Chicago at twice the height of what it is now.
0: This is David McCauley, an author and illustrator who writes architecture books for adults and kids. He even wrote a book imagining how and why you would take down a super tall skyscraper.
1: And if it does come down, because it's no longer affordable, um, it could be taken down. That's easy. I mean, you just build it backwards, basically.
0: That said, it wouldn't be cheap.
1: You know, any building in the middle of an urban setting, you have to do it carefully. Uh, It'll be as expensive to take it down almost as it was to put it up.
0: This has been happening for the last century, and it still happens in Chicago. Smaller buildings come down to make room for buildings with more floors and more amenities. But, you know, as Macaulay suggests, that would only happen at the Willis Tower when the amount to be made constructing a new building justifies the expense of taking down the old one.
2: Okay, scenario two, abandonment. It's 2166. The Willis Tower stands tall, but if you look closely, you'll see punched out windows. The front doors are barred. Nobody is there. For this scenario, I spoke to Phoebe Christman, an urban studies professor who investigates how cities change over time.
1: So I would expect to see a lot of abandoned adjacent buildings or very low-cost uses in buildings.
2: Maybe little greasy spoon diners or parking lots, storage units, vacant lots where buildings were demolished.
1: In the end, maybe everything around it would be gone except except Willis Tower or other high-rise buildings nearby.
2: In this scenario, the loop is largely abandoned. Maybe Chicago has lost population, or the region has a new financial center somewhere else, like the western suburbs. And Jen, Chrisman told me this does happen.
0: Sure. I mean, I think of Detroit, where downtown, you've got several skyscrapers that were abandoned, or mostly abandoned.
2: Mm-hmm. And what happened to Detroit is complicated, but it's fair to say a big factor was the racial strife of the 1960s. Protests, violence, white flight. Downtown Detroit was no longer seen as a great place to do business. So businesses left. They still own the buildings, but they're expensive to maintain, and they can't find anybody to rent in that hollowed-out downtown. They could demolish, but...
1: The cost of demolishing a a high-rise building, it's huge. And so if the owner is already strapped for cash and is unable to make the building work financially, then, you
0: know, where is he or she going to get the money to do the demolition? So this would be a case where the building owner just walks away.
2: Yep. And that's happened to big buildings in Chicago, too. But for the Willis Tower, Crispin says the whole loop would pretty much need to empty out. And she thinks it's unlikely. Financial districts like The Loop migrate a little over time, but a big downtown like Chicago almost never just vanishes unless something traumatic happens.
0: Oof, that does sound like a dystopian movie. Told ya. Anyway, scenario three, adaptation. I wanted a creative thinker to set this up, and I thought about Gordon Gill. He's with Smith & Gill. They're a firm that's designed some of the world's tallest buildings, And they also studied how to make the Willis Tower more sustainable, greener.
2: I spoke with Gil, and he said that in 150 years, we'll want cities less spread out than today, less commuting, fewer trips in traffic to pick up groceries or the kids. And he imagines living in an apartment in the Willis Tower.
1: So I would just simply go down the elevator and walk across the street to my office, or I would go down the elevator to my office, or my office is in my apartment, or the hospital and the school where my kids go to school are in the same building as my apartment that I work in, could you end up having this thing service its entire neighborhood? Because it's that big.
2: So in this scenario, Chicago's dense because more people want to live and work downtown. But that raises the challenge of more traffic in the streets. And that's why Gordon Gill's interested in, wait for it,
1: flying cars there were, there are examples out there which i'm fascinated by like the molar car and things like that but personal air vehicles you move around you basically change the mobility of the grid so it's no longer flat it's three-dimensional so if you arrive at the building why do you have to arrive in a lobby The lobby could be on the 50th floor or the 100th floor
2: well, oh, and then suddenly the shape of the Willis Tower becomes perfect for that, right? Exactly. Because it's, it's so tall and you've got all these, these setback roofs that you there could you use go. as parking for right. your, your flying car. And...
0: Right. He got you excited. But what I'm hearing is that he's not just talking about density here. He's talking about quality of life. How can we bring the dynamic life that happens on a horizontal city street up into a vertical building? Chicago is seeing this on a small scale right now in new buildings that mix living and working spaces.
2: Yeah, but Gil thinks you could have even more new uses in a tall building, like parks, theater, farming, even energy production. The Willis Tower's hugeness could be an asset.
1: Willis Tower is going to be or has the potential to be an amazing environment, occupying thoughts and uses that you and I can't possibly imagine. And I think I would love to be around. I would love to see that.
2: In the end, everybody agrees. Even in this thought experiment about the future of the Willis Tower, it comes down to economics. If it pays to take the Willis Tower down, it will come down. If it pays to keep it up, we adapt it. If there's nobody to pay, we'll abandon it.
0: And you know, there's one more factor Prestige. People love the Willis Tower, so maybe its iconic status extends its life. We still have the Monadnock and the Wrigley buildings, largely because they are both so well-loved.
2: And, according to everybody we spoke to, the most likely scenario is the one from Gordon Gill. The Willis Tower will be there, but adapted to new needs, even after 150 years.
0: Wow. 2166 imagine. Happy New Year, Jesse.
2: Yeah, Happy New Year, Jen. One down, 149 to go. Reporting for this story came from me, Jesse Dukes.
0: And me, Jen Mason-Garb. Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family Foundation. Curious City is supported by Wintrust, with a network of community banks designed to support and offer resources to business owners and decision makers. More about Wintrust's community banking at Wintrust.com.